Faith what? Comes by hearing by what? The Word of God. So, if that's the case, why is it that we're still in the mess we're in? And the answer is, sadly, too simple. One, I'm trying to get there. Observation. We're simply not taking the time to read, to study, to know, or to hear the Word of God. I wish it was something more extreme than that. There is some other aspects. I'm going to get to that in a moment. But first of all, just taking the time, scheduling the time, planning the time, because if you don't, you won't, to spend time in God's Word because the whole thing is His Word in us as we come to the interpretation, what it means, and then we come to the application, that's when our life has changed. And it's changed for His glory and for His praise. And that's the whole plan. That's the whole purpose of us being together. In case you did not know that, on any given Sunday, this is why we're here. It isn't so we can pack the place. That's nice if we do. It isn't just to have great music, which we do, but, oh, and great preaching too, right? Just check. Okay. I know we have other guys that speak, so I, that's why well, I know we have great preaching. But it's taking that word as the Holy Spirit gives it influence into our lives, and it makes the difference that we have. So you saw the title as I went through it very quickly, Faith, the Word, and Love. So I want to explain something that maybe can help us get a deeper application of what's going on here. A few years ago, I had asked Scott Houston, Scott sitting back there, to come by the house. And there was something that I needed his help doing to work on my house. And so he and I show up at the same time. We have a patio off the back of our our house, as we were walking up on the patio, I saw there was glass everywhere. And I knew Sheila had an early appointment. She left the house. And I'm thinking, she doesn't, she wouldn't normally walk up and leave broken glass if she's dropped something. But anyway, there's glass everywhere. And as we walk up, we realize that at that time we had a glass back door that was no longer there. Because someone had broken the glass door, and entered the house. They went in the house and went through the house and stole all of Sheila's jewelry. Now, you have to understand, I am, I'm not a tightwad, but I'm not... Let's just say it took a lot of years for Sheila to accumulate what she had in that box that day. Okay? That's, I guess that's the best way for me to put it. And in that box with that jewelry was the diamond that I bought for her before we got married in 1971. The reason it was in the box is because she had worn it so much the band had gotten thin and she was afraid that it might break and she would lose her diamond. Otherwise, it would have been on her finger. So what happened? Well, the person who broke in the house was caught and the jewelry had been melted down. But somewhere in the midst of that, just to show you the grace of God, was Sheila's diamond that we were able to retrieve. That diamond has a 
kind of an interesting story. I'm getting ready to fly home to get engaged, stationed in Charleston. So I go to the Navy Exchange and I order the ring. And I have an expected delivery date. And the expected delivery date comes and goes and there's no ring. So I went to the Navy Exchange and I said, what's the deal? What's happened? They said, we don't know. I said, I'm getting ready to go home in like 30 days. What can I do? You have to understand, this is not Amazon Prime days, okay? Just so you know. What can I do? They said, well, go to the uh, Naval Purchasing Office on the base. So I walk into this big office, and there's all these ladies at desk. And I go to the first desk, and I tell them who I am, and I tell them, well, I'm there. Well, apparently I was speaking a little louder than I intended to because there was this, ah, went through all the ladies. Because here's the sailor going home to get engaged. He has no ring to get engaged with. So they send me to a lady, and I explain to her what I'm trying to do and what I want. She says, I'll take care of it. Well, thank you. About a week later, I'm on the ship. And they pass over the intercom system. Gunner's mate Bishop reports to the captain's cabin. In case you don't know, that is not a good thing. <laughs> so I go up to the captain's cabin, knock on the door, enter. I go in. He's holding a box. He said, Bishop, I want to know why your packages are coming to my office. <laughs> I said, well, sir, I really don't know. I wasn't even thinking about it being a ring. I mean, not like I was ordering a bunch of stuff. Again, this is not Amazon days. So he gives me the box, and I didn't know. He knew the story behind it. It had been explained to him. And what those ladies had done was they ordered the ring in his name to expedite the ring arriving so that I would have it when I flew home to get engaged. So this is kind of a a special ring, and so we're happy to get it back. Again, the ring itself was messed up, not the diamond, so we had to have it reset. But why am I telling you all that? Because stuff gets stolen all the time. Not always from my house, but it does get stolen all the time. And by the way, the kind of the funny story behind that story is that the Saturday before, the Saturday before, Sheila and I both looked at that back door and we said, you know what? That's an easy entry for our house. We need to do something about that door. So we went to Rock Hill. We looked at all the doors they had op- they had available for entry doors. And we didn't like any of them. There was one that we said, yeah, that could do. But we really don't like it. So we'll wait. And we did. <laughs> Guess what? If you go to our house now, you know that door we didn't like? It's there. Because we went that day and got that door to put up. Because there was no door. Things get stolen all the time. But the stuff that gets stolen typically, again, like I said, in our case, that one thing, there was other things too that were sentimental, but that was the primary thing. And most, for the most part, they can be replaced. They really can. But there's something that's happening, and that's why in this series, Faith Comes by Hearing, Hearing by the Word of God, that I think is so crucial because 
We have an enemy. I've explained that to you. You've heard it not just from me, but many other people who really absolutely wants to annihilate us if he can. But one of the things that he does is he steals. And John, it says he came to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Guess what? He's not changed it. He's still doing it. But what is he stealing? Now, he doesn't need a ring. So he wasn't stealing a ring from us that day. He doesn't even need a car. For those who haven't been around for a while, when we had our church on Saluda Street, we had cars stolen from the parking lot during the service on Sunday night. They broke into our building so many times and stole so much stuff. I'd call on Monday morning. I would call the sheriff's office. I'd say, it's me. We'll be there in a minute. I mean, it was really routine theft. But those things are replaced. So what is it that the enemy is about taking from us that could be so, so detrimental? The Apostle Paul is sending young Timothy to the young church at Thessalonica to see how they're doing. And I think this scripture helps us understand what's happening, and it also helps guide us in what we can do about it. So look what it says. Therefore, when we, when we could endure it no longer, we thought it best to be left behind at Athens alone, and we sent Timothy, our brother and God's fellow worker in the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you as to your faith. Now, I want you to get that. Hold on to it for a second. When Paul writes this church... He was only there for a few weeks. And he leaves, but the church has been established. And now his heart is about what's happening at Thessalonica. So they send Timothy to strengthen and encourage you as to your faith so that no one would be disturbed by their afflictions. So as we go through life... And the events and circumstances of life, if we're not careful, if we're not responding as God has directed us to, then we will find ourselves being what? Discouraged. Feeling weak and lost and empty and whatever. Because afflictions will come. For as you yourselves know that we have been destined for this, For indeed, when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance that we were going to suffer affliction and so that it would come to pass, as you know. So here's the deal. Let me make this really clear. If anybody has ever sold you a bill of goods on what it means to be a Christian, that once you accept Jesus, it is flowery beds of ease. I'm here to tell you, it is not. In fact, when you enter into that relationship with Jesus Christ, that personal intimate relationship, the enemy is then, you got a target on your back. He's out to get you. And he's going to take from you whatever he can to destroy you, if he can't destroy you, to discourage you, to disable you so you're not effective in the kingdom. And we all get it. We get attacked in our marriages. Again, if you've ever heard anybody in ministry say that their marriages didn't suffer because of ministry, I can tell you right now they're wrong. 
Because the enemy has tried desperately to attack Sheila and I over the years. And God has proved faithful that we stay strong in him. Because there is an attack on marriage. He hates, 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 hates marriage. Paul says it's coming. Be ready. For this reason, when I could endure it no longer, I also sent to find out about your... What? So Paul's writing to this newly established church, young church... If he were writing in our time, you know what would typically be in that um, letter or what would be in that request that he would send by Timothy? Well, how's the attendance holding up? What about the offerings? For those who may not have been involved in denomination over the years as we have, for so long... The measuring stick for how well you were doing in ministry was twofold. Nickels and noses. In other words, how many people were coming, how much money were they giving. That was the standard of measurement. And sadly, it still is in some places. But Paul says the real issue is faith. And see, this is not word of faith type thing where I can say it and I can make some mental assent. No, this is a faith that comes from an intimate, in-depth relationship with Jesus Christ, his word being applied to our lives by the Holy Spirit, and everything about our lives then is for his glory, for his honor, and for his praise. So we're not proclaiming anything, whether it's in a song as we just sang, whether it's in a verbiage or a message that we're giving But what at the end of it, the ultimate end is what? Praise and honor and glory to him. Because our lives have been transformed. That's why we handle life differently. Look what it says. For fear the tempter might have tempted you and our labor would be in vain. In other words, it can happen. And it can happen to anyone. So don't think that it can't. Don't think it's not going to be you because it can be. I know it's not me because it has been. I get it. And every day I'm reminded of the faithfulness of my God. Yesterday was just such a a great day for me yesterday morning as I was working in the yard. I love to work in the yard, do stuff, and sweat really hard. That's a joke. Uh, But it also gives me time as I'm working my hands just to kind of let my spirit just kind of in the presence of God. And, And it just goes into a praise. Or... I mean, how can you, how can any of us be in his world and not be in praise of him? How can we walk through life in any way and not be in praise of him? Praise of him for who he is. Praise of him for what he does and what he is doing and what he's going to do. All of that is just praise, praise, praise. And and all of that comes by faith because we may not be in the best of circumstances as we're giving those praise and adorations to him. Because, as Paul says, we were concerned. I'm concerned that anyone here would be tempted. Because we don't want our labor to be in vain. It's not about us. That's not the point. But our goal as leadership of this church family is that every person in that relationship with Jesus Christ is an intimacy, intentionality, 
and there is glory being brought to our Father. He goes on and says, But now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us good news of your faith and love, that you always think kindly of us, looking to see us just as we also long to see you. I've used this so many times. Sometimes I think the stuff I'm using has got cobwebs on it. But how do people feel when you walk in the room? I think that says something about us. How do we feel when somebody walks in the room? Because see, in our world that is so hurtful and so damaging, there's always pain and affliction and difficulty that comes. But the real issue, the real faith is, how am I going to respond to whatever it is that comes my way? Is it going to be in faith? I told Sheila, I think I got an original quote, a Steve quote. If you've heard it, let me know later. Don't bust my bubble. Yesterday, one of those times when I was taking a little break and working on this, here was my big paragraph. The ultimate end of any prayer and true faith is glory to God, exalting Jesus Christ, and can only be accomplished by the power of the Holy Spirit as he applies his word to our lives. That's pretty good, right? That's not my quote. You've heard that a thousand times. Here's my quote. Do we fuss our faith in everyday life? Let that sink in. What is happening in your mind and what is coming out of your mouth? Are you fussing? Are you living by faith? We all get to make the choice, and we get to make it multiple times every day, because guess what? There's stuff. We call it life. It comes at you, and sometimes it comes at you really, 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 really hard. But if we've already made the decision in our heart, in our spirit, with God, the Holy Spirit working in us, because we have spent some time in the Word, and we know that He is faithful, He will not leave us, He will not forsake us, And we can come believing and knowing that he has this worked out. Why in the world are we fussing today at the level that we are? Why is it that we're so about me? Because it says in the Bible that in the latter days we'll be about what? Me. Self-absorbed. Self-centered. Lovers of self is what it says in Timothy. And all of that is God saying, I know all that. I made you. But in making you, even before the foundation of the world, I provided for you so that all that you encounter, all that you face, all the enemy is trying to take from you does not have to happen. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. So we live the life of faith. Faith comes by hearing by the word of God. And then how do we view one another? When you walk in the room, do people say, oh, there they are. Or hallelujah, so good to see you. And we all have that. I mean, let's don't pretend. 
God is working this out. And for this reason, brethren, in all of our distress and affliction, we were comforted about you through your faith. For now we really live if you stand firm in the Lord. I love Paul's writing to the Thessalonians. Because I want that to be my writing for you as a church family. Obviously, I'm not Paul writing the New Testament as he was. But in my own heart and mind, to live this out so that every one of us, doesn't matter who we are, say, wait a minute, I don't have the training. I don't have whatever it is that I think I'm lacking, which we're not lacking anything because it tells us in Peter that everything for life and godliness has been given to us. So we're not missing anything. We're choosing poorly. My advocation for all of us today is that we choose rightly. We choose in faith, believing that our God is still God. He's still on the throne. And let me tell you this right now. Please get this. Write it down in your mind, your heart, your spirit, wherever. God is a much better God than you are. The problem is, we don't always believe that. Because we're always telling him the things that we think he should be doing better. And guess what? (laughs) That's rather foolish is what that is. So please don't do that. And again, I'm going to emphasize this. One of the things happening in our world, because now we have all these means of expressing our philosophies and our concerns and our whatever. It would really be good for some of us just to fast our words. I told you last week, one of the things, spiritual things that Sheila does for me when I get a little mouthy is this zip it. She does that in a spiritual loving way, just so you know. But I, I don't mean to, but I can get a little preachy sometime. I know you guys would find that hard to believe, but it's true. And sometimes we men can do that. We can get a little preachy. And ladies, hold on. Sometimes you get a little naggy. Just saying. It would be really wise for most of us to do what? Based on the scripture, quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. That's it. That's an admonition from God. And guess what? It works. For what thanks can we render to God for you in return for all the joy with which we rejoice before God on your account as we night and day keep praying most earnestly that we may see your face and may complete what is lacking in your faith. Now, get what that says. Paul is saying we cannot, we cannot, we cannot wait to see you because we know that when we come to you, we're going to give you even more of what God has given to us. Well, guess what? God has given all of us to give to others. No matter who we are. He's given to all of us to give to others. I heard a 
a phrase this week I thought was really good. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember who actually said it. it may have been Tony Evans. To give a meal of encouragement. That's pretty cool. To give someone else a meal of encouragement. And every one of us, as the Holy Spirit of God works in our lives, has that capacity to do so. Every one of us. Not one of us, not one. That God would use me to minister to you, and it would help you. And God would use you to minister to me, and it would help me. And this is called the body of Christ. That's why it was never created by God to be a one-man religion. But to us, for us to be that body, that he's the head, Holy Spirit's the power, and we live it out every day for the glory of our Father. So here's my encouragement and challenge. This coming week, ask the Holy Spirit of God to show you, am I fussing through life? Or am I living in faith in my life? Because fussing simply means, I don't really believe God's got this thing figured out. He can do it right anyway. And faith is, okay, God, you got this. I love those signs. If one of you have been the one to put that around town, I want to thank you, whoever it might be. God's got this. I really love it when I see somebody wearing that shirt. Because I'm thinking, yep, you need that shirt. God's got this. He really does. Stand with me, please. Holy Spirit, all of this that we've done today, music, message, whatever, is nothing without you. And we know based on the truth of the Word of God. That when you are present and you're working, Jesus Christ will be exalted. So thank you, thank you, thank you for working in each of our lives and exalting Jesus Christ in every way in our lives. And where the enemy has tried to come in and steal, kill, and destroy we will, in faith, put on the full armor and know that as your word says, those fiery darts will not penetrate that shield of faith. And we know that that helmet of salvation, you, Jesus, being our head, will make all the difference in how we do life. And that we do it for your glory, we do it for your praise, we do it for your honor. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, thank you for filling every child of God with your fruit and your gifts and eradicating from our lives all the hurt, all the pain, all the trash, all the garbage that we've all sadly have in us and let us get back God to what you created one who loves you with all of our heart 
all of our mind, all of our soul. We pray this now, Jesus, in your blessed name. Amen.